Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber, and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. Today, we'll be discussing the changes coming around your commute in North Fulton. If you use, as all of us do, the 285-400 interchange, you have already been going through tremendous changes that may have impacted you at one point or another. Now it's time to begin closing down lanes to complete the project and get to vastly improved mobility. But it's going to take patience and, of course, we'll have some pain points. Let me introduce my guests so we can cover all of the news that we are all looking forward to hearing about these closures. First, we have the Georgia DOT Communications Program Manager, Kyle Collins. Kyle, thanks for being with us. Glad to be here. And next, one of my chamber board members and the Perimeter CID's Executive Director, Anne Hamlin. Thank you, Callie. I'm glad to have both of you here today. And first, I want to say thank you. You guys have done an amazing job with the project thus far. I know that um, a lot of us travel that way. And as you as you know, with uh, the changes that have been going on, I'm sure you've gotten feedback about that. Um, but the reality is that the end result is going to be so much better. So I always tell people, look, we all know this has to happen. It's just how we make it happen and get along at the end, right? So um, we're going to start first to a question for both of you to tell us just a little bit about yourself, about your background and what what led to the career you're in today. And Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Um, just tell us a little bit about how you ended up at Georgia DOT. Right. Well, this is my eighth year with Georgia DOT Communications. And previously, I had a career in journalism. I was a journalism major at Georgia College and State University in Milledgeville, which is also my hometown. So about two hours south of here growing up in middle Georgia. Um, that gave me good experience for news, knowing what resonated with people. And obviously that led me to the opportunity to become a district communications officer with GDOT um, January 2015. And I transitioned to this new role, which is focused more on major improvement projects such as 285-400 in January of this year. So it's been a fun transition. It's extremely fast paced and I get to work with Great people such as yourself and also Anne at PCID to spread the word. That's awesome. I a uh, little little trivia. I too was a journalism major, so I uh, completely understand what you went through for four years down in Millie. So, um, how about you, Anne? Yeah, thank you, Callie. Um, I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you, Kyle, for coming out. Um, so my name is Ann Hanlon. I'm the executive director of the Perimeter Community Improvement Districts, and I've been uh, at the CID for almost six years now, leading that business district. Prior to that, I was the executive director of the North Fulton CID for about 13 years. So I've spent a while now sort of in the in the space where um, I'm, I'm advocating for big business and big corporate uh, real estate owners. Um, to, to folks like Kyle, folks at the State Department of Transportation or in the governor's office or with our local city leaders and county leaders to try to advocate for infrastructure improvement projects. Um, I'm not an engineer <laughs> like, like Kyle and a lot of his colleagues at the Department of Transportation. I'm not a technical person at all. Um, but I, but I'll enjoy being around people, you know, and I, and I enjoy enough working with projects and I understand at least enough about construction to, to help be able to communicate it out to our big corporate owners. Um, I grew up in South Georgia, 
So it's just south of Milledgeville, um, down to southeast Georgia and Waycross, Georgia. But I've been in Atlanta for about 20 years. I uh, went to Notre Dame. And after graduated from there, moved down uh, from Indiana to Atlanta. And I've been kind of been in the space ever since. Well, we're glad that you're here. And I, of course, enjoy working with you on the board, but also with the perimeter CIDs. I don't know what we'd do without our CIDs and the infrastructure improvements that they collectively fund with the businesses in their their districts. So we appreciate that very much. And Kyle, it's a big change, right? Coming from Milledgeville and, and the construction or the DOT projects there up to Metro Atlanta, there's, I mean, you can't throw a rock without a DOT project in North Fulton right now. So there's a lot going on. Definitely. It's been a, a fun and challenging transition. I imagine. I imagine. Well, we're going to focus a little bit. Um, we did have to think about, obviously, there are numerous projects, and we'll have you all back to talk about those at another time. But let's talk about uh, Transform 285. We know uh, that transfer pay, transformation takes time money and some flexibility, uh, especially when you're in Georgia, which is the nation's 10th largest transportation network. Uh, Kyle, can you give us an overview of the 285-400 project and what the benefits will be on the other side of the, the progress that we're going through right now? Right. So talking about everybody's favorite interchange, for sure, on the north side of Atlanta. So generally, those project limits on 285 go from Roswell Road to Ashford-Dunwoody, just outside of, of those two locations, and also six miles on State Route 400 from roughly Glen Ridge Drive to Spalding Drive. That includes new bridges, new um, connecting lanes, as we're calling them, new ramps, and a lot of improvements to increase safety and mobility in that corridor, which sees generally 400,000 cars on an average day. So it's a a huge impact. And we think at the end of the road, which we're getting closer to, it's going to be much better for drivers. Well, and I think safety was a big piece of this, right? And moving cars through it at a, a, a more organized pace, if you will. And how about you? Any feedback on, on what the end result, what the benefits are going to be on the other side of this? Yeah, you know, the the perimeter market where the perimeter CID is, is the largest concentration of commercial office space in the southeastern U.S. So I always like to tell people that to just sort of give it a, you know, give you a sense for the scale of it. Kyle mentioned there's about 400,000 cars coming through that interchange every day. So uh, leadership at the CID prior to my even joining for, you know, for decades has been advocating for improvements to be made there, that interchange. Um, and when the department finally decided to make the big investment there, I don't think there's any bigger cheerleader than the perimeter CID because we know that that's, you know, for our corporate community and a lot of our big corporations who are there, State Farm, Mercedes-Benz, uh, Insight Global, Intercontinental Hotels Group, Perimeter Mall is the largest mm -hmm. regional mall in the state of Georgia. You know, it's important for our district, but it's also important for the entire state to have people have ingress and egress in and out of our market and across the entire top end of Metro Atlanta. Absolutely. And for me personally, um, when I moved out here, uh, certainly it, it exacerbated the issue of coming around 285 and getting onto 400 going north um, when you were coming 285 around the top there. And um, that, that entry lane into the fast lane, I mean, I've been driving for a long time, but that terrified me, right? <laughs> it's like you almost just have to like, you know, grin and bear it and you get through it, which thankfully we all have done, but it's nice to know that we're solving some of those uh, problems that existed and making it safer for all of our drivers. All right. So recently you guys have, have had some, some recent accomplishments and openings um, through the project and Kyle, you gave us a good scope of the roads that, that uh, 
that are engaged in the project. Can you talk a little bit about the new roads and ramps and entrances that have already opened? Right. We feel like we've had a lot of wins from spring into summer. Things seem to be changing on a weekly basis, which we see as a good thing. We know it can be frustrating for drivers that are used to having an exit be in a certain location. And then the next week it's changing, but that's all done for safety and enhanced mobility. Like we talked about, we've seen um, new additions and improvements for that exit five to get to Abernathy on the 400 in. We've rebuilt the bridge at Abernathy, which is part of the diverging diamond interchange that's we're hoping is going to be done by the end of this year. So that was a huge win. Also um, rebuilt those mainline lanes. You have those new connecting lanes for 400 North that are in service too. In addition to that, we've had improvements for the 285 westbound to 400 movement, and most recently that 285 eastbound to 400 and Glen Ridge movement, all that being focusing on getting the exit point and the conflict points reduced. So you have to make your decision much sooner as a driver to get into those new connecting lane systems to get to those local locations or to get to 400. So we feel like we've had some some positive changes and we've we've seen that feedback on social media it's been nice that's great and i know that with the braves obviously a popular destination over the summer i know in my head that it's that exit comes really really early to get off on 400 north but every time you know it's like i'm surprised there it is um so i know that that several of us have missed uh the georgia 400 north exit coming back from the braves at given times but you know you've you've kind of explained to us why the exits keep moving right and they do keep moving around gosh ways and google maps can barely keep up with with the changes as they're they're um they're coming but it really is to to reduce the possible um points at which you can get confused all being at one place and is that correct that's right. And, you know, early on in the project a few years ago, we, we really tried to help the department educate people on the, the whole point of this. I think Kyle mentioned conflict points. I would probably call them, you know, points where you were commingling or trying yeah. to weave. That's what the average commuter will say. We're just, we're just trying to weave on. You've got some people. There's so many points where you had some people trying to weave over. Some yeah. people were trying to weave out. So the entire point of this enormous project is to eliminate that, you know, in in as many places as possible to pull all those movements out, make them separated. So you don't have these spots where people are commingling. Now that does mean that with this, the new lane uh, configuration drivers will have to make their decisions sooner, you know, so you're going to have to to think, use GPS or use ways or whatever to think mm-hmm. about where you're going, make your decision sooner. Because the whole point is to not have you further along and co-mingling with someone else who's making a different movement. That's right. That's right. And and we'll get used to it as we learn, right? That's it's, right. It's a it's a culture shift for us who who are used to doing it a certain way. Um, and so we're we're gonna catch up probably about the time Ways and Google Maps figures it out. We'll we'll figure it out. So that's that's a good thing. So the good news is that those conflict points are being reduced, um, and that we'll be able to expedite really our our flow through there without the weaving in and out, which which is good that we won't be entering into you know the fastest lanes on the interstate. Certainly another piece of good news. So so the good news we've heard, um, and it truly is going to be better for all of us at the end. But let's deal with the elephant in the room for all of us. Um, how's this going to affect me personally in my daily commute? I hear that all the time from from my business owners and the folks who make these trips. What's coming next really cannot be done at all. And I want to be very, very firm in that. You cannot have this progress without shutting down some of the lanes. So Kyle, what does lane reduction look like and when is it going to start? 
Right. Well, folks uh, heard rumors about this particular construction phase last year in 2021. We actually delayed it to this year to enable the contractor to get more of these connecting lane systems open, get these ramps open and get the new bridges in service, which are some of the wins that we just talked about. So because of those wins, we are getting closer to what's known as the lane reductions that will impact drivers both eastbound and westbound on 285 between Ashford, Dunwoody and Roswell Road. That is to demo three bridges in that corridor. So for State Route 400, Peachtree, Dunwoody Road, and Glen Ridge, we're going to have to shrink your available lanes in both directions. So there will always be three lanes in each direction that you will be able to travel, but that is a reduction from what you're used to. And we know from traveling this corridor daily, a small fender bender could close a lane or two. So um, for even if it's something that's a 30-minute to an hour duration, we see the reverberations and traffic queuing up. So we want folks to start getting it in their head to prepare now. We hope to have this implemented. It will begin on the eastbound side, and two weeks later, it will begin. It will kick in on the westbound side. So we hope by late October to have the lane reductions implemented. Okay, so if you were if you were a betting man. You'd say late October because I mean I don't obviously we don't have an exact date of the date it's going to happen, but you're by Halloween we can expect that the uh, the lanes will be be uh, down to three lanes, and that's good. That you know knowing that there will always be three lanes in, in each direction um, is something that gives people comfort too, because at least we know you know they're not going to all go down and be down to one lane, which here would be tantamount to not having any any kind of through movement. Just just don't do it on Halloween. Right, right. That, that would be a, a ominous. Got to get home to trick or treat, Kyle. <laughs> That's right. Maybe a week before that would be good, and we could start lobbying for earlier dates, Anne, and see if we can yeah. get. It. So now that we know that it's it's got to happen, um, and certainly we understand if a bridge has to come down, we we'd like the lanes under it not to be running. So I mean, there are important things from a safety perspective, and we appreciate that. But once it starts, how long will it take? So phase one will be the interior lane closures east and westbound that we just talked about, mm-hmm. hopefully being implemented by the end of next month. So that leads us into 2023 with that four-month time frame. Then the closure will flip to the outside lanes for them to continue the demolition and replacement of those three bridges um, on the 285 main line. So roughly eight months is the expectation um, that we're holding the contractor to, and we're confident that they can meet that. But this is a profound impact and an extensive impact, and this is around-the-clock closures. This isn't just coming in for a few hours and coming back out. It will be in this fall, running well into 2023. Got it. And any anything that's going to make this sound better to our listeners who are right now are going, what? Eight months? Yeah, you know, Kyle's right. It is profound, and it certainly is significant, which is why I give, you know, Callie, uh, you at the chamber, I give you a lot of credit for trying to get the word out to your membership and to the business community. We're doing the same thing with all of our perimeter businesses. Um, I know that Kyle and his team with the department are talking to all the communities along the corridor and chambers and rotary clubs and school systems and probably most importantly, law enforcement. Yes. Who the department maintains very close relationships with because public safety is always number one. Um, more than convenience would be public safety. So, um, I even heard you're going to be on TikTok, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I've been featured a few times. Yeah, who knew? G dot on TikTok. It's a That's, new. It's a new era. It is indeed. Um, yeah. 
But you know, we we really view from the perimeter market, and I know you similarly in North Fulton. Like we we view that it's it's our job to help the department get the word out. And I think if if COVID has proven anything to us, is that you know with enough information and enough lead time, our companies can adapt. Um, they can their employees can take MARTA mm-hmm. or take an express bus from their suburban community or work from home or whatever's necessary. Like as long as we have enough time and we're communicating freely and we have such a good partnership, then we can, we can make it work. Well, and I feel like we've known this is coming for a year because you're right, Kyle, you know, a year ago there was the uh, word on the street was that this was going to happen. And, and GDOT came out and said, no, we're going to, we're going to give it some time. So it wasn't, no, it's not going to happen. It was, we're going to give it a little more time. So it's, it's not like we're unaware that this has to happen. So eight months total for the project, four months um, on the interior lanes eastbound, um, and then four months on the exterior lanes is and those in westbound. Is that correct? Right. So the, the impacts will be in both directions. Yep. That closer location is just going to flip, like you said, after yep. that first four months. Okay. So, so I, it's, it's eight months, but they're not all all happening at the same time. They're spread out four months and then four months. So that's, that's good. Um, so, so yes, there will be delays. Uh, you, you can't get around um, closing lanes and not having delays. So the reality is we are going to go through it. We're going to go through it together. And the best, best way to do that is to prepare ahead of time for drive time. So what are some ways as the person who's going to be driving through this a lot um, that I can safely plan ahead for those massive delays? How, how do I do that and make sense of it? I think definitely you mentioned some of those um, GPS apps earlier, which we're doing our best to ensure that those are updated with the latest information. Waze seems to be a little bit faster than Google and Apple right now, but we're um, doing our best to get the um, latest information to those particular services. But plan ahead. I mean, it could be up to 30 minute to an hour uh, extra commute time if you make that decision to remain on 285. If you have an opportunity to avoid the area during this time, that would be great too. But we know there's thousands of people that rely on this corridor daily, so that may not be something that they can do. Mm-hmm. And mentioned the commute options. Georgia Commute Options has great resources on alternative ways to get where you need to go and also incentives. I think um, the PCID also has some separate initiatives just to give you that little nudge to try something different. Um, and besides that, just be patient and we appreciate y'all um, bearing with us through this time. This is really the last puzzle piece to get everything put together for us to get this finalized and complete. We're just going to have to give people a little grace for about eight months and, and understand what's going on. So what are some of the things Perimeter CID is doing to help people through this time? Yeah, so we've got a new program that we've unveiled um, through our Perimeter Connects program that works with Georgia Commute Options called uh, Plan Ahead, Avoid the Red. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So when you're looking at your phone and you see there's a mm-hmm. there's a big red stripe on 285 um, to, to try to give you options to get to your destination. Um, of course, we we do have heavy rail transit in the perimeter market, which is a blessing. We have four MARTA stations. Um, we're also serviced by two Greta Express bus routes. Um, so we do offer discounted passes. You know, if you're our employee, a direct employee, or if your company may subsidize it, um, you have the ability to purchase a discounted MARTA pass or an express bus pass. We also assist the private sector with operating 11 uh, shuttle bus system, shuttle buses um, in a network around perimeter. We've been really focused, you know, Kyle and his team, GDOT has been so communicative 
to, to yeah. our market that this is coming. And so we've been focused over the last couple of years on like building out our trail system, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're, if you're on, need to get to the market on by foot, right. You know, you can walk in, you could bike in, you could ride the train in. So there's no shortage of alternatives. Absolutely. Well, and, and we don't all have to be in single cars to Georgia commute options point or to being able to use uh, the transportation that's, that's already up and at them. So a lot of our listeners stopped listening when we said 30 minutes to an hour extra, right? Because that's all they heard. And then the bells started going off in their heads. Um, so that, that is a possibility. And so some of the other things I think we could do is to be able to um, commute at times that aren't the, the high times, right? So as a business owner, being able to alter or, you know, do some virtual work, which there are some businesses that are still doing. Um, so being able to be flexible in that way as well. I think every, every company is different um, and the culture of that country company is going to be different. So we need to make sure that um, as we're doing here, getting the word out to, to our businesses to let them know that in, indeed before Halloween, well before Halloween, I'm, I'm looking at Kyle and he's looking at me like end of October, Callie. So, um, so we will have that occurring. So this is not a in the future kind of fantasy thing. This is actually occurring within the next few weeks. Um, and we know that, that some businesses that haven't already brought people back are, are starting to bring them back now because we've seen them, right? Um, so are you hearing uh, any other creative options for how people, especially, and you mentioned the perimeter district is, has a lot of offices that are, are in that area. So some creative options for timing or just reverting, reverting back, if you will. Yeah. You know, we, we do a pretty good job of communicating with our big companies, um, especially post COVID about what their back to work strategy is. And everybody's a little bit different, um, but we're encouraging everyone to take this information and incorporate it into their telework strategies. So they're giving their employees an option on, you know, when they can, when they can come and go. And, you know, I also just say you asked a little bit earlier, Callie, about early wins and early successes. So DOT has done a really good job of, of opening up, you know, as, as a section is ready, you know, they've opened it up. It's not, it's not like wait till the very, very end and open everything up at once. You know, you see different things come online at different times. And I think if there is any light at the end of the tunnel, as some of those new big collector distributor lanes have opened up, I think we can see how well it is going to function in the end. You know, you can sort of get a flavor for like, oh, this is how it's going to work. Absolutely. You know, now I'm separated off of the main line and I don't have to commingle and this is going to be great. <laughs> like it's actually going to be great when it's all said and done. So if we can just sort of survive this squeeze, yeah. uh, you know, as we come out on the backside, it's going to function so much better. The entire interchange. I 100% agree. And and again, kudos to DOT for, for doing that. So it's not like Christmas where you have to wait till the day of, right? We've had these little gifts that have opened along the way. Um, and although, you know, we jokingly talk about the fact that, you know, if you miss it, obviously you, you get to experience a, a different area because <laughs> you're going to go past. Um, but one of the nice things is as they've opened, I think everybody across the board has been so excited about the fact that it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. That extra capacity definitely is a positive. And just like you said, Callie, we've seen um, folks be able to benefit from that. And that's, again, while we delayed from 2021 is to give you those gifts, that new capacity, basically a new road system to get where you need to go to mitigate the impacts once we have to do the shrink down when the reductions begin in a few weeks. 
Brilliant. I think you all have handled it very well. We just now have to handle our part by being patient and making sure that we're using all of the latest information, um, which segues to my my last question. Where can uh, our listeners find the latest information and those weekly updates on the progress once this gets started? Um, Kyle, what are the resources that you offer? And then Anne, I'll ask you to share as well. As far as uh, GDOT is concerned, definitely get plugged in to Transform 285-400. Do a simple search. It'll take you right to our website, and that homepage will basically transition to everything about lane reductions. Once it's underway, we'll have progress photos, the most recent updates, let you know about any timing adjustments once it is implemented, as well as social media. Please follow us on all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're making inroads there to reach a different audience. You know, we want to meet people where they are and be honest and transparent and poke fun of ourselves a little bit too. So look for some uh, lane reduction content to come in the next few weeks and for that to continue throughout the duration. That's excellent. If you can't have fun poking a little fun at yourself, then we're, it's going to be a lot harder eight months if we can't have fun with it. Right. And how about you? Are you guys offering some resources? I know you mentioned the um, the program you have, Plan Ahead, Avoid of the Red. Yes, Plan Ahead, Avoid the Red. That's on our Perimeter CID website or also Perimeter Connects um, website. Uh, and we really direct everybody to DOT. So the resources that Kyle mentioned, we're pushing everyone there because that's where you're going to find the latest information. I can say you will not find me on TikTok. Okay, well, but, but those of you who, who after hearing this want to find Kyle, you can right. find him on TikTok. The other thing I wanted to ask is for each of you, if we have folks who want to reach out to you directly, where, where can they find you? Kyle, where can they find you um, on social media or, or connect with you? They're welcome to send us a direct message on any of those social media platforms. With that website we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, Transform 285-400, there is actually a project uh, webmail address that folks can shoot us a message, and there's a project hotline also. And one last thing I didn't mention on the where to find information, 511 Georgia, there's a mobile app and also a website that gives you great construction impacts, not only for this project, but that's pertinent to the entire state. So you can plan ahead, see where the red is at to adjust your uh, commuting time. So definitely want to put a plug in to that if folks have not utilized 511 Georgia. Excellent. And where can we find you if we want to connect with you directly? Probably the best way is email for me, just old traditional email, which is ahanlon at perimetercid.org. Um, and we're, you know, we're working with, um, you know, all the other CIDs along the corridor because it's just not perimeter that's affected. Yeah. So the North Fulton CID, of course, is, is in this conversation. Uh, Cumberland, the CIDs to our east and to our west. You know, I think all the business community should at least be aware of, of what's happening. A hundred percent. Well, we all use 285, right? It's right. it's definitely a major artery. And so it's important for us to all be aware of what's going to be happening as we're, as we're changing and, and doing surgery, if you will, on that artery. So uh, just so that everybody uh, heard uh, 501 Georgia uh, being able to, to utilize that app or website and then transform 285, 400 would be the other. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time, Kyle. Thanks for coming up from Milledgeville um, to be able to, to do the show. I also want to thank our listeners, as always, for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our 
previous episodes, you can always reach us and find those shows at gnfcc400insider.com. To find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, you can more directly go to gnfcc.com. Until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the Greater North Fulton Chambers GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X. (laughs) 